0: yo 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 welcome to the podcasters cut i'm joey and i'm george and we're gonna talk about some movies yeah we are well, well we're talking, talking about we're, one movie we're talking about one movie today and uh it's gonna be tenant and uh it is. dude i was looking forward to this movie for like i don't know since i heard about it i was like hell yeah like i am so like we were talking about last episode how we, we love christopher nolan movies right once I, I heard about this movie because Dunkirk was so good, uh-huh. I was like, "Dude, like I can't wait." Honestly, if I'm being really honest with myself, not a big fan of David John, David John Washington. Uh, Is that? John David Wa- Washington. John David Washington. Yes, John David. Yeah. Washington. <sighs> I don't like people with three names. Three names. names? <laughs> no, I'm just I kidding. mean, he might, <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to go into that. But like, all oh, no, nah, I'm just not gonna go into it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but anyways, yeah, like I was like, oh, "Dude, his name's hard to pronounce." i I don't particularly liked his acting in... Uh, All right. I think we're jumping into the movie. In a, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, hold This is quick, 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 quick. It's quick. It's like, quick? Okay. Yeah, okay. I just didn't... I wasn't impressed by his previous movie, uh-huh. So now going into this one, I was like kind of excited because I was like, oh, let's see if he's different with a different character. You didn't director. like Black Klansman? Yeah, that's the one, yeah. I didn't even watch the whole thing, too. No? It's a really good movie. I watched it on a plane, maybe so I didn't need, really have much of an option to like, run away, movie. but I loved it. Maybe I need to watch the whole thing. It's then good I movie. can have a valid argument. That's, wh- I think
1: ironically, that's the reason why he's in this movie. Nolan saw Black Klansman and was like, yo, this is dope. Let's keep this up. I want to watch this. <sighs> I want to
0: keep you in a movie. Anyways, but, uh, so yeah, and then, then the whole COVID stuff happened. And, right. And then it got pushed back and stuff like that. And I was like, oh, man. Which is like
1: really blue. Because obviously, we have a podcast about movies here. Yeah. <laughs> we love movies. So, us not being able to t- watch a movie... Really blows for us, man. I've been dying. And then, even this whole time, like you were able to watch it in an actual theater. And I love movie theaters. Like, movie theaters are my safe and happy
0: place. Like, and Happy
1: Gilmore goes to his like, the happy place Yeah th- That's a movie theater for me
0: Yeah yeah That that was like That was a birthday party Like uh, going to the movies Like yeah. oh what do you Want to do for your birthday <laughs> I want to go to the movies Like I literally That's what I wanted to do Yeah And, and uh I go home And then watch another movie Exactly <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm that person Who's like Oh I just finished Watching a movie Get home Like well Time to watch another one Yeah Like one that I have I know I liked Especially if it's a movie I didn't like Right And then go home I'm like I need to get That movie out of my head And watch something good And put on happy go (laughs) more but uh, no yeah so then all this COVID stuff happened but what were you going to say
1: and then we couldn't go in I don't even remember what I was going to say but I was going to ask you a question It was when you went to the movies did you do your usual did you get the popcorn and Icy I actually just got the icy. You just got the icy, which is ironic because when you look at our logo, the logo, the reason it's like that is because Joey always gets icies when he goes to the movies. Yeah. And I always end up grabbing a freaking popcorn Popcorn, because I love me some buttered up movie theater popcorn. Yeah.
0: Yeah, No, I I just got the icy uh, because I love icies. I'm usually a Mike and Ike guy. Oh, like, okay. I I get candy, like candy. I want to do a podcast
1: the- just on like your favorite movie theater snacks because <laughs> it's something we should do. And Dude, then obviously yeah. like it's gonna be stuff really we can't sh- buy at the movie theater, which we just
0: sneak in yeah. from like the Target. <laughs> you know what's funny? What? I hate doing that. You do? You don't like it? I don't like bringing stuff in. I like uh, people say like I brought snacks. Like what? Why? I know. Like there's
1: snacks here. I've never appreciated it, but I think I've grown to enjoy it. And I,
0: I'm so, I'm against capitalism in that sense now. I don't want to spend that exorbitant price. You know what, you know what it is? One time I was in a movie theater and I literally heard a plate fall off someone's lap or something like boom ba, boom ba, boom ba, boom like boom, this boom. isn't an Alamo Draft yeah, House theater Yeah yeah just no dude I was like did someone drop their fucking menudo or something like yeah. what the fuck is going what are they eating I still
1: remember the time one of our friends we used to go to college junior beforehand all the time and he literally brought in a hamburger yeah. that he forgot about <laughs> and at the end of the movie he comes out like oh my god I still have my hamburger He's like and he just oh per- pocket hamburger But those are the fun things about movie theaters I mean Joey got to see it in a movie theater which I'm assuming the quality was amazing. Yeah. Uh, I, on the other hand, had to go watch it in a drive-in, which I get why I had to do that. Um, there's a lot of reasons. <laughs> yeah, 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 I have to be careful with the people around me. Uh, so I still had a great experience at the movie uh, the drive-ins. Do you know what the last time you went to a drive-in was?
0: No, uh, yes, I do. I remember the movie. What was it? <laughs> it was Captain America, the first soldier or something. Uh, or the or. Winter Soldier? The, the first Avenger. The first, first Avenger? Avenger yeah. Oh, okay.
1: Damn, you watched that in... But you didn't watch it just in the drive-in, did you? Yeah, I
0: just watched it in the driving. We didn't watch that together in a movie theater. No, we didn't. That's the thing with me and Joey too is we constantly <laughs> forget if we watch movies together. Yeah, we watched Winter Soldier, but we didn't watch First huh, Avenger. That's weird. Uh, oh, damn. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was fun because uh, I toked it up a little bit and smoked. Yeah, I smoked up a bit, so it was fun to watch it because I forgot what the and if the, the FBI double is
1: listening, we're talking about just
0: cigarettes. <laughs> Uh, No, I I smoked weed. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, well, I tried, Joey. (laughs) It's legal, so I don't care. I mean, yeah, true, but not federal. It doesn't matter uh no yeah so i want to go see that that was the last movie i want to go see in the drive-in i can't and, uh, remember i just
1: know that you were there with me the last time we went with two of our friends and uh one of our friends stopped watching the movie we went to go watch and started watching the other movie <laughs> next door to yeah, the yeah. other screen it was some movie about like it was a tripleplex yeah it was yeah. like an affair or some movie i can't remember the name it's a terrible movie but drive-ins are interesting i always think that the experience of going to a drive-in is something that everyone should have but there's not many left
0: yeah, and then also, like, there was a lot of hooting involved during Captain America. Cause, like, oh, yeah? As long as there's no honking, that would be annoying. Because if you guys... No, there was no honking. You, you know that scene where, like, Captain America's like, yeah, like that, that montage scene where he's all oh, yeah, He's yeah, yeah. just taking out uh right. Nazi camps after Nazi camps, uh-huh. and uh, people were like, yeah, woo, go America! <laughs> right. Yeah, like, America! And then he, like, throws, like, grenades inside a tank, and then, poof, and he just flips over. Right. Everyone that I was sitting with I was like, wow, that was like very uh, patriotic scene. I mean,
1: like, Honestly, it is <laughs> arguably one of the most patriotic
0: scenes in cinema history. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's a very, uh, I don't know, like, uh, what's it called? I have a love-hate relationship with that movie. Yeah, it's a propaganda, it was like almost a like a propaganda, propaganda piece. film. Yeah, propaganda piece almost. <laughs> That's funny. But, uh, which I think it's like making fun of too, kind of, because it's doing that little th- that theater, then like he punches yeah. Hitler out. <clears throat> Anyways, we're not here to talk about Captain America. One of the things about
1: drive-ins that I yeah. do want to talk about again, I keep saying that. When we went, I got to watch a movie beforehand because that's the thing with drive-ins. You get to watch two movies for the yeah. price of one. Double uh, feature. Yeah, so 10 bucks. Shout out to the South Bay drive-in. Uh, it's the only one that I'd like to go to because I've never been to the other ones, and I heard the other ones are terrible. <laughs> but... We went to that one. Uh, I gotta watch On the Rocks. I don't know if you've heard that, that movie. It's the one with Bill Murray and Rashida Jones.
0: Oh, I have heard about that movie. The Sofia
1: Coppola movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all right. It's I a, hear it's good. It was. A, it's a short movie. I had an argument with my girlfriend's sister because she said that it, oh, it's gonna be like Lost in Translation and old Bur- Bill Murray trying to like hit on a young girl. And I was like, that doesn't look like what the trailer shows. And then I'm watching the movie and I'm like, dude, they're father and daughter. This is this is a totally <laughs> normal conversation. You no, are no, no, way no, no, off no. base. No. Oh, shit.
0: No, 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 no! They're good. they're gonna make it at one point. they. Like, yeah, just wait I'm for like, it. Like, this would be weird. I'm so <laughs> glad that
1: that didn't happen. But yeah. the movie was good. I mean, Sofia Coppola is really good at writing. Yeah, yeah. I think she kills it in the writing. It's one of those movies where you feel like it. Even the title tells you like they're on the rocks. You thinking it's about a marriage, mm-hmm. and it kind of is. It's more about the relationship between a father and a daughter. And I think they—I think she wrote it beautifully. I don't know if that's because, like, her... I don't know how her relationship is with Francis Ford Coppola, her dad. But, yeah, yeah it was a good movie. And short, which is great for a movie that, like, I call, like, a talking movie. Because there's no action and it's all talking.
0: I didn't watch that. But going to... Back to going inside a theater. Yeah. So, this is the weirdest part. For those of you who are, haven't gone to one yet... And you guys are wondering, like, I wonder what's I wonder what that's like. I know I want uh, so it's all hands-free. So like you buy your tickets on your phone and stuff okay. like that, check in just like that. Nothing like you don't really have to touch anybody. Cool. Uh you're not allowed to use cash. Don't touch people, that's a bad yeah, thing. Yeah, you're not allowed to use cash at that's theater. a good thing. So you have to use your card. Uh so I bought an IC, right? Uh-huh. They give you like a receipt with a number, and then you oh no, you have to pull the receipt yourself. It's like, okay, you're gonna take that receipt. Over to that booth over by the drinks, and he's gonna give you your drink. What? Yeah. I so mean, you go to the booth. So you go to the little booth with a table, and you give uh-huh. him the drink, and he, he goes like, "Okay, what do you want?" It's like, "Oh, can I get an icy?" Are they but, wearing gloves? Yeah. Okay. I, actually, Lord. I don't remember. I hope they were. You know what? I think he like served it, and then he like dipped his finger and said, <laughs> "Nice." He busted it up. <laughs> yeah. He like <laughs> he, like this, He like. <laughs> They yeah, like, sucked on his finger and then like, he put it inside the cup. And <laughs> so I was like, oh, thanks, bro. <laughs> he's like, so he's the guy
1: from uh, Scary Movie 2. He's yeah. like,
0: my germs. Yeah. yeah.
1: Grab my hand. Yeah. yeah.
0: Boop, 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 boop. He just dipped it a little bit. He's like, oh, it's cool. I'm clean. And I'm like, all right, cool. <laughs> but that's, <laughs> no, but but that's cool, though. That's a smart way of doing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then also, like, the theater was, like, empty. Was it? Yeah, there was nobody.
1: Did you watch it in regular IMAX or Dolby? Dolby. Yes, I did. You know, cuz we're gonna, I'm going to end up talking about the score cuz I really didn't want to talk about it. Uh-huh. Um the, I'm sure the music and the sound was just
0: perfect. Yeah, it was.
1: Yeah, I had to listen my my speakers were off a $22 uh, stereo <laughs> from Target. <laughs> So that was fun. Oh, my God, from your car. Yeah, because I, I didn't use the car speakers because I didn't want to run out of battery in my car and get stuck there. Oh, shit. So we ended up sitting out of the stereo, and then you get so much static out of it. Yeah. And, like, I think I spent, during On the Rocks, like, 10 minutes trying to set it up so I wouldn't hear feedback. Mm-hmm. Uh, my girlfriend was quite annoyed with me. She was just like, leave it alone. But it worked I'm out. I'm okay with the feedback. I'm like, I'm not.
0: Yeah, <laughs> uh, I know. We used to, like, pristine audio, and then t- just to, like, get this. yeah. I get you, dude.
1: It's rough. And I mean, this is the whole problem with COVID is we don't have the opportunity to go to the movies as often as we used to, you know? And I miss
0: it, you know? It's one of those things that did help me relieve stress. Yeah. Do you, but do you think it kind of altered the movie a little bit for you? Like, do you think, like, like uh, I, I feel like it was not as freaking... Uh, blockbuster-y? I don't yeah, like kind of like it was almost unwavering.
1: Um, I do think it wasn't as like, you know how sound usually like hits you in a different way. Obviously, it's like an yeah. auditory plus visual thing. Yeah. I think it didn't hit the same way. I mean, I, thank God I wasn't watching a war movie because obviously then you really need audio. This was, was manageable. I still got to
0: enjoy the movie. Like the, You mean the gunshots didn't just like make your heart leap? No, no, they didn't. <laughs> they, they, I, I they could tell that, that they were in loud, the, though. And Dolby, they did. Because yeah. it was kind of empty, so it was just like echoey. Like,
1: like, oh. Damn. Yeah. I agree with the fact that Dolby is a better way of watching a movie. I'd prefer watching movies in Dolby over IMAX. Yeah. I think the audio just makes it better. And plus, the screen is really cool. Uh It's just as good as an IMAX screen. Yeah, it's smaller, but I think you get more. Overall, I did enjoy the experience watching it in a drive-in. I haven't done it in forever, obviously, years. Oh, here's a trivia question. When do you think the first drive-in opened... In the United States. Wow. Okay.
0: Probably, I'm going to go ahead and say 1958. Ooh, that's a good guess considering like that's when they were most popular, yeah.
1: 50s and the 80s, 60s. But yeah. no, we were incorrect. It was much, much earlier. Do you Damn. want me to just tell you? Probably
0: the 1920s then.
1: Uh, You went the other way now. It's 1933, I believe. Yeah. 1933. It. In New Jersey, ironically. I think huh. it was Camden. I looked it up today because I thought that would be an interesting question. You know what's weird? What? I don't know how many different drive-ins you've been to, but it, is it, isn't it a strange thing that somehow drive-ins have a swing set in all of the drive-ins? Like I feel like that's a thing that I've Swing seen. set? Yeah, they have a swing set. i never seen that. I got into this conversation because I was like, wait, there's a swing set in front of one of the movie theaters here yeah. in the drive-in, and there's movies and TV shows when drive-ins come up. There's always a swing set. And I assume it's probably because like, oh, if your kids get restless, they can go out there and watch the movie there. Oh, like a playground. Yeah, like a playground. And then I guess if... You're going out there with a little lady love or a man love <laughs> with your yeah. boyfriend out there. You can go out and hang out on the swings, but, but then you can't hear it. Mm-hmm. You don't have the radio with you, so I, I, it defeats the purpose. Well, because like, you know, some of the drive-ins uh, have like a little audio
0: box like on the right. side. I
1: was looking for those, but the drive-in I went to did not have it. No, they don't
0: have it. Those are specifically just drive-ins. Mm. And those are a little bit different. All right, then. I yeah. mean, I
1: think that's that. day we can probably start. The lull there probably started to make it into why we should... Move into a tenant now. Yeah. We're going to try to do this in a way that doesn't spoil the movie for you all. We're going to try to do like a lot of our thoughts without promises. Without spoilers. But Joey already said, (laughs) no promises. Um, I'm going to try to catch him on it if I see anything or hear anything, see anything. Um, But then we're going to do a full on
0: spoiler like at the end of this episode. So we're going to try to we'll make let sure you guys that we know. T- we'll let you guys yeah. know but like oh hey, by the way, you know, all bets are off. We're going <laughs> to Yeah. We're going to do some spoilery stuff.
1: And then if there is anything at the end of the show that we're like wrapping up and telling you guys about when these podcasts are coming out, we'll make sure to I'll I'll jump back in here by myself when I'm editing uh what timestamp to jump into if you want to hear the ending of the podcast. But all right, let's talk about Tenet for now. Non-spoiler all right. review. Uh so I don't know, man. I don't know where to begin with this movie. Let's talk about that intro. Because Nolan is famous for, for crazy intros. You got the yeah, Dark Knight yeah. intro. You got the Inception intro. Yeah. And Dunkirk was pretty interesting, but that movie flowed really well, so I don't think it was just like, oh, here's the intro. And What's the Prestige intro? The Prestige intro, oh, it, it starts with the end, like you mentioned last week, on or last time on the podcast. It, Blacks it's out and then Michael Caine start- talking about the three-act structure of a magic trick.
0: Yeah. Right? So yeah, like that's kind voiceover. of a good intro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But this one, what did you think of the intro? It's the opera scene. I was kind of just confused about what was going on. Like, I, I will say this. Going into it, I had no idea what it's about. Same. The- Tennant does that, or Christopher Nolan does this with his movies, where his trailers have no... You have no clue what this movie is going to be about. Right. And all you know is like an FBI agent. And that's all I know, supposedly. Yep. So I see this guy... And it's an opera, and then it's these cars driving in. And, you know, it's kind of like a big old thing, you know? And a big old action sequence. And that was the thing. How many... Did you watch any of the trailers? One. I just watched the one. The original,
1: the first one, right? The yeah. one where he's, like, looking at the glass and it starts yeah. to go backwards and stuff? Yeah. That's all I ever saw of this movie. I never yeah. saw anything. Yeah. Me neither.
0: I will say this, that this movie... Oh, my God. It has, it has... It's just so many roller coasters. There is, like, five different parts of this movie. There really is. Like, I, I don't know... I don't know. That this is spoiling anything, but I don't think it is. So pretty much, they're infiltrating something with some terrorists, and then uh, they have to go. That he's joining a new form of like agency, right. and then he has to talk to this one lady who's an arms dealer, and then no, now he has to go find this portrait or painting yeah, and then yeah. now he has to go... It's just like uh, a constant then,
1: barrage of different events happening.
0: Yes. Like, so many different things. There's a car chase. There's a there's a fucking war going on with, I, like, two I, different armies. Okay. There's, there's... I'm saying, if you haven't seen this movie and you're thinking like, what the fuck, what even how i'm explaining it right now if you have haven't seen it you're thinking like what the fuck is this movie about exactly none of these things correlate yeah. to anything how why is he sitting a portrait and why is there an army all of a sudden That's- i agree with you it's
1: funny because my girlfriend mentioned that immediately after the movie she was like this movie was convoluted as hell yeah because because exactly how you're explaining it, it just jumps and jumps and jumps and jumps and it's just ridiculous let's start with a simple question did you like the movie did I like the movie? I did like the movie. Okay. I did too. I enjoyed it. I really did yeah. enjoy it. But I definitely need to watch it again. I would love to watch it again. <laughs> but it's one of those things, I would rather watch it at home. Really? Yeah, because then I can stop and think and analyze, and then I can keep going. Yeah. I mean, I, I still want to watch it in a movie theater, but I don't think I'm going to get that opportunity. So there, I, I'd rather just Abe come out streaming already.
0: There's a there's a scene where uh he's about to jump into this thing or whatever, and like... Someone is literally explaining to him the mechanics of going into the state oh, and right. as he's putting on the suit. And it's a literally like a two to three minute scene of exposition So of exposition. All the while stuff is going on around them. And like he's changing. He's like doing this. She's explaining <laughs> to it. All this happens in three minutes. And Christopher Nolan does this in, in a way where it's so fluid, where you're like, uh huh, uh-huh, yeah, 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 yeah. It's like when uh, someone's telling you a really long story, and you know, you notice how when you're telling a story, you're like, oh, blah, 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 this happened, this happened, and all of a sudden it's like, oh, but before I go to this next part, <laughs> I gotta explain all this stuff. Yeah. So, and then all that happened at the same time as that. Like, someone cannot do that in real life. Like, you have to experience it, and literally, this movie is that. Is like just. An oh, experience. you had to be there. Oh, you had to, you have to be there to like kind of realize like oh whoa okay that's why this is happening right. oh wow like this is happening like I cannot explain this movie to anybody nor can I explain the scenes that are happening in it. They kind of mess with physics a little bit too. Mm-hmm. So there's also the explanation of that, and I love that because mm-hmm. I, I I do like how his films are kind of to- si- toying with the si- science. So you know like, what's funny what? the same
1: dude that helped with all the science part in Interstellar, uh-huh. Kip Kip Thorne. Also helped with all the time stuff in this movie as well. Wow, shout out to Kip Thorne. I know this dude is just making bank off Nolan. <laughs> <laughs> but I agree with you. Like, the science is really good and it seems plausible. Like, this is a time travel movie that actually. Spoiler under- alert. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I guess. I, I feel like they kind of mentioned it, but okay. Like, yeah, that's a spoiler. <laughs>
0: uh, it's a time travel movie that does time travel kind of realistically. Uh, yeah, except, like, they start adding, like, different machines that don't exist and yeah, just obviously. Im- implying that, like, oh, uh, someone in the future is going to do this, so mm-hmm. that's why it exists now.
1: It's almost like a Bill and Ted thing with where Bill and Ted are like, all right, but in the future, we'll just come back and do this moment and here will be the keys. And yeah. then they lift up and hear the keys. Yeah. It's, it's a really interesting, crazy movie. Um, the one of the things that I do uh, we can't talk about that spoiler free is I love how Michael Kane came out for like three minutes and that was it. <laughs> and he was just there to like move the character along. Yeah.
0: Also... Do you know what John David Washington's name was in the movie? It was a protagonist or something I don't it was was like that. Was that just his name? No, th- that, they didn't give a name. They didn't give him
1: a name, right? Because no. he keeps that, I'm the protagonist. I'm the protagonist. Yeah. And I'm like, yo, okay, what the hell?
0: <laughs> I understand that. <laughs> I guess you're just trying to teach me an English lesson in the middle of your movie. <laughs> so that's cool. No, I think they did that just because, uh, just like with his... I think Christopher Nolan was right. this is the point of view of like 007 kind of agent. Hmm. Well, like oh, and those yeah. agents don't, they, they always change because the theory is that 007 is, it's just a name that they give a certain agent. Right. It's, it's, not, it's, it's just it's a not title. Just, it's just a title. That's why like current ones, like M changes to from, from different people.
1: Yeah. From the girl. I can't think Judy of it. Judi Dench. And, Judi and, Dench. Thank you. Sir. And
0: uh, I can't remember the guy.
1: Yeah. I don't remember the dude. Oh, uh, it's Ralph Heinz. Oh Ralph Fiennes? Okay. Yeah, yeah. So Voldemort. then
0: that's why it changes to M changes and the same thing goes the it's implied that it changes same with Double O Seven. 07. Right. So what's, that was one of what's his What's 007's locations? name again? 007's? Like his real name yeah. or like in the, the actor? Kind of, yeah, no, no, the the real name. Oh, Bond. Jim. Bond. Bond. There you go. Oh my <laughs> god, I, mean, I was and even blanking that, on Bond. I feel like is a fake name. And yeah, and that's what I'm saying. Like I think he has a fake name and that's why he just, just doesn't have one. And right. that's and that's the whole point
1: cuz not gonna have one you, you and like i was saying right earlier when i was rudely interrupting you no you're fine yeah that, that was his ris- his inspiration for these movies yeah was all the 007 movies he apparently abstained from watching 007 movies the entire time he was working on this movie so even during the writing process he stopped he wanted to do it all from the top of his head so that way he wouldn't like copy scenes yeah, yeah. so he nolan likes to show movies for to the cast that he wants them to pull inspiration from. Mm-hmm. And this was one of the few times where he didn't do that. He never showed anybody any of his any of the other movies they want. he wanted them to copy. He was just like,
0: nope, we're doing this. All you need to know is that it's a spy movie. Yeah, that's why he never says his name because you know what 007 does all the time. What? Name's Bond. James Bond.
1: Well, he set you up for that.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, but no, but yeah, so I think that's why he doesn't do it. And I think that's why, I think it's, that's also kind of the inspiration like oh it's just a nameless agent right like somebody who and i think it's supposed to trick you into thinking like oh he's dispensable
1: he's just a nobody but he's yeah. somebody
0: what did you think of the th- going back to the opening scene mm-hmm. what did you think did you think the scene where they're kind of quote-unquote torturing the protagonist in the beginning they're like punching him or whatever mm. you remember that part in the train station
1: In the train station
0: I know. For the listeners, they're like, "What the fuck? Where is this? What happened?" And unless you watch the movie, but yeah, they're punching him like in the train station. And huh? Like he's like uh, they kind of cut away the the train passes as they're like oh, hurting him and right. stuff. Damn. That totally. Do you think the movie. that was a nod to to uh, Reservoir Dogs? Oh,
1: with the ear cutting scene. Yeah. I don't know. That's a good point. I mean, it could be. It could totally be that, or it could be uh, a nod to Casino Royale when he's getting his balls hit with the a- Never can- watched it. You never watched it. Uh, dude, no, I Casino saw... Royale is a good one. You should watch that movie. I watched Skyfall though, and yeah, and the one that, after that, that Spectre. No, Spectre was terrible. I, I have watched this Spectre. theory that like every other Bond film of Daniel Craig's is good. So hmm. this this one that's coming out. Oh, has I saw to be qual- good. I saw a little bit of Quantum of Solace. See, that was another bad one. Oh. I hated that one. That one was terrible. Oh wow! I definitely like Casino Royale and Skyfall were great, mm-hmm. and I'm hoping that this next
0: one is good as well. But wasn't there another one? There was another one after Spectre.
1: No, the the, the current one that's coming out is the is the Spectre one. Oh wow! So yeah, no, it was just it's just the new one that's coming out. Okay, You take a while to make them make these Bond movies. Yeah, I, I mean, there's actually a huge chunk of time. They're I think long it's ass also, movies. Yeah, like three hour long
0: movies. Are they? I don't think they're that long. I don't know. This movie was long. This movie was two and a half hours. Yes, it was. Okay. So anyway, so um yeah, dude, I don't know. I, I did like the movie, but there was a lot of scenes where I was like this could have been cut. Yeah. Not this could have been cut, but this is a lot. Like was like, like you I could have you could have added another scene to explain this instead of doing it all at once.
1: I feel what this movie is is him wanting to recreate the scene of Joseph Gordon Levitt in Inception <laughs> where he's doing the hotel scene where everything's like going in a circle. Yeah. I think he wanted to, he really enjoyed filming that. And he was like, I want to put all of these action sequences in this movie. Yeah. And he did it. I mean, there's a lot of action sequences. I was talking to somebody and they mentioned, Oh, do you think I'd like this movie? And I was like, honestly, you're probably not, you're not the type of person who pays attention to the movie anyways, Mm -hmm. and you're just there for the action. So yeah, you'll love it. (laughs) Uh, So shout out to the person who knows who I'm talking about.
0: Yeah. If you guys like action movies, this this is a really good one. It was a straight Uh, up action movie. It wasn't, it almost feels different than Nolan movies. It's not like a total action movie. Like it's not a Michael Bay film where like, like what's that one with Ryan Reynolds? six something oh six underground the six netflix underground. movie yeah, i never yeah. watched it i heard it was I, I watched a little bit of it it was just just a pure action movie that's oh all it, it was yeah oh, i mean cool if you like those kinds of movies then yeah i guess this is not that <laughs> that it's kind of similar but it's not like that it's right. it's an action movie where like you kind of have to sit through some of the explaining and kind of like go over some of it and then this is my other thing about it right And it's something that Christopher Nolan's criticized for. That that's what's keeping him from being making a really great movie, which I don't agree with all of the movies, but he is kind of void of like emotion in his movies. There's Mm. not that much like powerful emotions.
1: Yeah, we talked you mentioned this last week, and I, I kind of went into that in my head as well when I was watching this movie. You said that like there is no real straight human emotion during the sequences it Mm -hmm. all happens after the fact yeah like at the end of the movie is when you finally get a relief of like like, uh, oh you're gonna feel this and that and this movie does that there's the movie is so quick that you don't ever get a breath yeah and i think that has to deal with his like whole obsession with time it is the 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 main villain of the movie
0: Mm -hmm. no yeah and then that's what goes into john david washington's acting where i feel like he's not a very great person to emote he's a very very aggressive and kind of like very uh He's, he plays it straight, but, like, but you don't mean monotone. I don't mean monotone. I mean like he's he plays it straight. Like he's reacting to it, and if what's happening in the scene is serious, then he's serious, and he's serious a lot. And there's very few moments where he's. I see. I see worry. That's that. That that's an emotion. Oh yeah. yeah. yeah <laughs> I see pressure. I see <laughs> like uh, anxiety. Uh-huh. But I never see like in any of the scenes that I saw, I never saw him sad never really saw him scared. No, there was no fear. There was no fear. And uh, I mean, I know it's asking a lot from like a a movie that's, I just said it was an action film. Uh But uh, I don't know. I think this movie could have done with a little bit of, And like he reserves those kinds of acting tasks to the female uh, role. Yeah, and that's one of the things with the movie. He did that
1: in Inception too. With with both Maul and... Cub, no, I'm in Ariadne yeah. having like most yeah, of the yeah. emotion stuff, and that's weird because that's the thing with this movie is that after watching Nolan movies for so long and like rewatching some of them this past week, it feels like it's not a Nolan movie. And he took six years to write this. Yeah. Like that's what I was reading after after I watched the movie was that it took him six years to write it. He had been working on the idea for twenty years. And it still feels like a rushed job. And yeah. it's like if he's finally hitting his sophomore slump, like that
0: he's like, his movie's just like, ah, there it was okay. <laughs> I, I, yeah, it, it was not my favorite of his. Sure. No, but, I, I don't I then, I agree. I agree
1: totally with you.
0: Because like Interstellar for me, that was the one movie where I felt he actually sprinkled emotion in the beginning and mm-hmm. in the middle and at the end. Totally. Because in the beginning, he's sad about leaving his daughter. And, and his in son. the middle of the movie... When he's rewatching those, yeah, oh. uh, rewatching the like the recap of like all the v- missed voicemails, right? He realized what he's lost, mm-hmm. and at the end, he realizes that you know he was there all along, and and they knew it, and he kind of pulls himself with the idea like, okay, my, it was okay, like I was there. For, she knows that I was there for her, and I did this for her, and right, and uh, and then she, she,
1: he literally has that whole emotional scene with her being an old lady.
0: Yeah, and he literally lets her go. That's true. But anyways. That's that's why I really like that movie and that's uh-huh. why it's one like it's close to my number 1 but Inception obviously it had he has like all that the emotion of it, like losing his daughter but again most of it's kind of brought out by Ariadne and, and it's really like a I, light I, thing and yeah and I just really love that movie though yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I, there's like very <laughs> like
1: trying to nitpick that movie is really yeah, it's kind of unfair
0: to that movie. Yeah, yeah, but Interstellar, I mean, you can pick that one too. Like, it's kind of long. There's kind of lulls in the movie. I feel like he, after watching Dunkirk, you know, because Dunkirk is an
1: hour and 40 minutes. Mm-hmm. It is a tight movie. And by tight, I mean, like, it is cut down to bare necessities. Yeah. And then you jump into this and it is, like, longer than I think it needed to be. And I think it has, it might have to do with the fact that he switched editors. He's not using mm-hmm. the same editor that he used in the past. Okay. So I feel like maybe he was getting
0: used to the way that they edit and maybe the way of like collaboration and stuff. Or so maybe, maybe the editor was just like, yo, man, I'm a huge fan. It's like, oh, thanks, man. It's like, uh, yeah, so here, here's the stuff I shot. Oh, man, it's all good. Uh, what do you mean it's all good? It's like, it's all good. Like, typical I'm going yes to put it all in. It's like, are you sure? Like, this is going to be a long as I'm going to put it all in, bro. The arms dealer thing. It's in like oh I don't know we could kind of cut that it's just I'm a sure conversation a like things. we're gonna put it in just like it was just a yes man like I don't know like he just was like yeah man let's just put it all in he's like I don't mm-hmm. know we should kind of cut this down don't you think like nah dude this is gonna be a great movie everyone's it's gonna be a gonna great it. movie he's like whoa man you're at like three hours it's like huh <laughs> and then they had to go and do another cut of the movie to make it actually yeah, watchable like, Christopher Nolan later showed up and he's like hey man can you talk to his assistant like can you cut it down a couple hours <laughs> This I the movie, I,
1: we've been doing this, or I guess I've been bringing it up. The budget for this movie was $205 million. That's before they do all of their advertising. advertising. That's and usually like double. Yeah. And that's what's crazy is that it makes it one of the most expensive original movies to make. I don't know. Cloud Atlas. Oh, you know, that was adapted. It was an adapted. So like, this is an original piece and they... the the studio gave him 205 million dollars in covid mind you well this was they gave him that before covid and it was released during covid right which is just insane to think about how this movie is going to try to make its money again yeah trying to make its money like its money back how are you going to make 205 million dollars in this covid world i'm not Um, the money
0: man i'm just the ideas guy
1: okay i think we're getting close to the to when we start talking about spoilers because I, yeah. I don't really want to get into the i know i kind of want to go into like um, what happened before we go in
0: yeah 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 i
1: want to make sure that we talk about the fact that Hans zimmer did not compose this movie oh and it kind of bums me out oh yeah so what did you think about the music the music i thought was good i was listening to it to today when I, while i was editing one of the last podcasts i was listening to it because i wanted to hear how the music was because it didn't hit i was wondering if it hit me a certain way yeah it does. And I think it's great. I really do think it's great. Do you know who the composer is, by the way? I looked it up. No. It, who is his, it? his name is Ludwig Beethoven? Gr- no, not, not, oh. not that guy. That it is, it sense, is Ludwig Grandson? Okay. Oh, Ganson? Ludwig Beethoven, Beethoven's grandson? No. <laughs> <laughs> now, now you're making me look like an idiot. Um, <laughs> this is the dude who did the composition for um, Black Panther interesting yeah he so he won an oscar for that for that and i guess that's one of the reasons maybe nolan decided to go with him is because he wanted to keep the guy who just won an oscar for recently on right and i honestly think the dude is great i mean his other stuff is awesome his name is ludwig goransson I, I can't pronounce yeah, his yeah, last yeah. name i'm sorry but he is so close to getting an egot He's really, ridiculously close. Um, I don't know how many people know what an EGOT
0: is. So, Joey, go ahead and explain what it's an EGOT
1: is. a. It's when you get
0: an Emmy, Grammy, Oscar, and a Tony. Yes. So, hence the word EGOT. Yeah, he I is, think uh, Whoopi Goldberg has one. Yes, she Billy does. Crystal has one. I think. It, very few. I think it's only like twelve people have all have an EGOT. Yeah.
1: This dude is close. So he got an Oscar for um, the Black Panther for original score. He has a Grammy for his work with Childish Gambino. Oh, yeah, because he worked on the music for uh, "This Is America." Okay, and then he did a few other stuff for Childish Gambino. I don't know him and Childish Gambino go way back. And I remember when he won it too, because I was like, "Yo, who's this white dude jumping on stage?" Like, <laughs> <laughs> where's fucking Childish Gambino? Uh, and then he also worked on Creed and Creed Two soundtracks on uh, the Ooh. composing for those two movies, and those compo- compositions were great. I yeah. like those scores; were good. Um, and then he won. Oh, and then he won an in- Emmy for The Mandalorian. He does the oh. score for The Mandalorian, both seasons.
0: And I love Ooh. the music in that show. Yeah, which, it's very
1: Western-y. Shout out to that show coming out at the end of the month. It's going to yeah. be awesome to start
0: watching it again. So, okay, before we get into the spoiler edition, right? got to ask you, out of 10, what do you think about this movie? Ah oh, man, I want to give it an honest
1: score. So I think i got to give it an 8. And if I'm being mean, a 7. Those are rookie scores, man. They're You're gonna like, go way lower, Joey. Joey, for the uninitiated, <laughs> is the harshest critic I probably know. There's oh times where I leave a movie and I go, Joey, I love this movie. Don't tell me what you think. <laughs> <laughs>
0: okay, I give it a seven point eight.
1: All right, that's fair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, I mean, we're it's, it's getting close. close to
0: the eight, but I give it a seven point eight. This is where it falls short. Okay. One, the emotion. Two. Agreed unless you have like some kind of ineptitude to like just catch everything that's going on yeah this is, this movie's going to go over your head so it's, it sure. goes over like the regular movie head and then 3 i just felt like it was um it didn't have that kind of feeling of the regular like Christopher Nolan movie yeah like it had all the it had all the main pieces it's like i'm tasting uh walmart brand like gummy worms right. and you're like Tastes like a gummy worm. Feels like a gummy worm. Uh, something soft right here. Like it's, it's a, like you're getting a 7-Eleven brand gummy worm, yeah, oh and not God. a legit gummy worm. Hey man, those are actually pretty good. That's okay. good. <laughs> well,
1: I'm sorry to all the 7-Eleven people out there who love the gummy worms.
0: I refuse to eat the gummy worms from 7-Eleven. I eat them frequently, anyways. Um, but yeah, it's like yeah. it's like that. It's just like when you try something. When it's like looking at something and you're like, oh wow, this was this looks like it was made by Christopher Nolan, but like something missing or yeah uh...
1: again that's why i'm giving it an eight because it's still a good movie i yeah. action wise great movie i think the action was incredible and i can't wait to start talking about that but story-wise it kind of was flat and too quick and weird it was like rushed and it was that's where it fell flat for me i was like oh man i want this to be better like i feel like this could have been a better movie it's not a bad movie but it could have been better
0: keep in mind though I am a Christopher Nolan super fan. I agree. So if this are, was any if this was any other director, I probably would have given it a straight up five. See, like, but I think the harsh critic. Yeah, I, <laughs> I think it would have. It what changed it for me is that Christopher Nolan did shoot this in a certain way where it's like it really stood out. Yeah, and I did like it. Uh-huh. Like the, the, the way the sequences were done right. and even the story, the way it it's comes around and stuff like that, which I'm, well, that's more into the spoiler stuff, but that's what kept it at 7.8. It's not mm-hmm. necessarily because, oh, he's just a fan. Like, no, it's because like he really, I feel like the things that he did really changed what happened in the movie Yeah. as opposed to like what another director might've done where he would've just kind of shot it straight. And It kinda- goes back
1: to the actual root word of a director. His yeah. direction, the way he is directing people, the way he's directing the camera, yeah, is very good. Like there is, he knows how to like frame a fucking shot really well. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. So so here we let's go. go. So to the we're going in. into spoilers now. All right, people. So we might have an intercut at the right after I'm done talking about where to start this up for the ending of the podcast,
0: so you guys can fast forward. Yeah, if you guys wanna start hitting that uh fifteen forward uh button, go yeah. ahead and start doing that. I'll I'll insert myself in during editing telling
1: you where to start. Hey everybody, this is George from the future. Just stopping in right now to tell you guys that the spoilers part of the podcast ends at minute fifty one and ten seconds. So if you want to fast forward all of your podcast devices, you can sync up with us back to normal at Minute 51, 10. And here starts the spoilers.
0: Alright, here is the spoiler time, Joey. Alright, so number one thing. How much did this remind you of fucking Memento? Dude, okay. (laughs) One of the notes I wrote down is that... Memento. Like, (laughs) Memento.
1: But also, it's funny because... So I watched a video last week about how he describes the timeline for Memento. Yeah,
0: I watched that one too.
1: (laughs) So it's the classic hairpin turn. It it starts off in one place and then it brings you back and then it kind
0: of reverses you. Yeah. And that's,
1: it's, it's brilliant for the
0: idea of the movie. Yeah, yeah. It's, the main scene we're talking about is when he fights himself and he doesn't know he's fighting oh himself. God. Like there's a point in the movie where like he's about to go into the, he's about to go into the, what's it called? It's a the, turnstile. They a call turn it a turnstile. Yeah. They call it a turnstile. Yeah, turn and he had just, in the beginning of the movie, he fights this guy. The guy goes into the turnstile and comes out and he's fighting a guy going normal. Yes. And you don't really realize that, but then uh, stuff happens, Right. Right. Exactly, and he again. Spoilers! Uh, <laughs> it's him, and he doesn't realize it's him. But uh, Robert Pattinson's character does
1: know it's him because he he's already knows everything. Because Robert Pattinson's in on it from the very beginning. Yeah, which was a, I think a great idea f- for the character itself. Here is a question: Did you guess yeah. that? Did you did you immediately think that was him? No. See, I, this is not to show off, but I do have an issue with movies where I I guess the story before it happens. Mm-hmm. It annoys people around me when I tell them that. Yeah. Cause then I'm like, oh, right, I ten bucks says this happens, and it literally freaking happens, man! Like, <laughs>
0: it, it's not my fault. You know what the main thing was is that I didn't. The main thing was for me was I was just kind of enthralled through the action, and I didn't really pay attention to anything. Right. But I think I would, cause I did notice the little hair thing, and I'm like, why are they bringing that up? Mm. And I did think like, what if it's like Robert Panson? Right. But I didn't think like, oh they've known each other for forever no like i didn't guess that at all at the yeah. end of the
1: movie that's one of the things that i was talking about earlier is like that's where all the emotion hits where you realize wilder Patterson's character is dead i was like oh man that sucks and then he tells J- john david washington's character the protagonist like yo don't worry this is the beginning of your story mm-hmm. and now you're gonna enjoy all this whole new life introducing me to this life and yeah. i'm like oh that's cool i kind of want to see those stories yeah wait so like Wait, he, he dies? Yeah, dude. The guy who opens the door. Uh-huh. You're, so at the end of the movie, right? Uh-huh. Where the door is locked and he can't open and he's talking to Kenneth Branagh's character. Yeah. The guy who opens the door is Robert Pattinson's character. That's oh. why the, That's why when he reaches for the backpack yeah. in the beginning, yeah. they show the little keychain. Yeah. And at the end, when Robert Pattinson swings the backpack in saying, like, I gotta go back in. Yeah. That's the keychain. He died. And um, what is his name? Oh, Aaron... Uh, Aaron Taylor Johnson comes yeah, out of this movie. T- yeah, Aaron Taylor. Yeah, And I was like, whoa, what the hell? I did yeah. not see that coming. His character says like, yo, was that me down there? And he goes, I don't know that many people that can open, that can lockpick as good as you. Yeah. So probably. And he has to go and sacrifice his life because that's just the way things are. You know, it's, he's a very, he's a character that sticks to not what being is? paradoxes. Yeah. Like if yeah. there happens, I have to do it. So he chooses to die at the end of the movie to save the world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's great. Did you catch? That's one of the cool things about the movie. I caught it in the beginning by pure, sh- by sheer luck, because I didn't know what was going on, because they throw you into this like action sequence. Did you catch that it was um, Robert Pattinson in the beginning of the movie who sh- almost shoots him with a reverse bullet? Yeah, that's what I was saying. Yeah. So, like, it's like, whoa, what the heck? Like, okay. That wasn't supposed to happen, that's like way later in the movie and stuff, but mm-hmm. you kind of can tell that's Robert Pattinson. <laughs> so like they kind of buried the lead there. But yeah,
0: it's a total hairpin of a timeline. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then um you know what's one of the, oh, I'm gonna go see this with a friend okay. uh, with Angelo. Oh, you went to Angelo. Cool. Yeah, yeah. Uh,
1: you, we'll mention Angelo a few times. Angelo is our third best friend. Yeah, honestly, yeah. He, we've known him since we'll, we were. We'll have in high him school.
0: on, and you guys can uh, experience the Angelo, the Angelo uh, effect. Uh, so you know what? He has a theory at the oh, end of the movie. Okay, what's his theory? He thinks that the little kid, the uh-huh. the is <gasps> is Robert Panson.
1: What? That would be a trip, but also no way,
0: not possible. Yeah, because he would have been freaking out when the mom was dying. Exactly, he would have been like, "Whoa, what the fuck!" But then. I think now that I've thought about it, I'm like, where I say like Christopher Nolan's movies are devoid of motion. Motion, uh uh-huh. I went pretty past it. I wouldn't put it past it, like the- That he did that? Yeah, and then right now when you said like, oh, he's true to whatever, like, uh-huh. he's probably already seen it, so he knows what's gonna happen. He's not afraid. My only problem with that
1: would be that, so the time travel in this movie, it's just one of the things that I like about the movie. It's not time travel, right? They call it inversion. Yeah. So you're traveling through time- at the same time that you would be traveling forward in time. Yeah. So five minutes, to go back five minutes in the past, you have to go five minutes forward. to be able to reach it. Yeah, Which is brilliant because I was like, that's the way most likely time travel could happen. If you want to go back two years, then you're going to have to live two years going in reverse. So th- that's why I'm like, I don't think that's possible because the dude would have to wait decades to go back to this time period. Yeah. yeah. So I'm like, I, that's why I think the theory falls flat. But- it would be dope if that somehow ha- happened. I mean, I don't know. Credit to Angelo who came up with the idea. Yeah. I mean, if it comes out in like two years and no one's like, yeah, because Robert Pattinson is the little boy, I'm gonna be like, shit, go back and listen to episode two of of uh, the podcasters cut.
0: <laughs> Angelo called it from the beginning. For real, dude. I'm like, dude, that that would be funny. But then that's why I need to watch this movie again because I'm like, he's wearing a backpack. What if the kid is wearing the little tassel oh, on the backpack? The little tassel. Then yeah, then and and just I just missed like, it. Oh, shit.
1: Because, you know, he does he does those little tiny things. Nolan yeah. is very particular. Like I forget what the name of it is. I think it's a production assistant. The person who's on set uh, making sure... Oh, a continuity assistant. Yeah, yeah. It's the person who makes sure that everything is perfectly placed from shot to shot to shot, so that way yeah. things don't jump. That person's job is a pain in the ass, yeah. but also... It's, a, it's also
0: a script gratifying. advisor or something like that? Yeah, I think that's also a script advisor. You're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That so might be the word. They, they might be like... Because they... Look at the script. Like, okay, it ends on this scene. Just gotta make sure everything. Everyone's wearing the same shit. Yeah. And um. Yeah. What's up? No. So that that was one of his theories, and uh, I I don't know, man. I think he. So he's constantly going through back in time, or he's just going. Okay. So this is how it works, right? Remember that moment?
1: I looked this up because I wanted. To, I was. <laughs> I was like, what is John David Washington's character so fascinated with doing pull-ups? Because yeah. there's that scene where he's just hiding in the lighthouse, do or the wind mill just doing pull-ups for hours and days and i was like what the hell's going on turns out the reason he's in there is because his future self is fucking around all around outside because it's a throwaway comment but apparently it's the back to the future effect if your two versions of you meet the whole world collapses right so he has to be put away so that way his future self can do all the shit that you see at the end of the movie and that's mm. why he's doing pull-ups in the windmill and that's why he's doing pull-ups on the boat when they're going to go do the uh the crazy ending of the movie
0: with yeah, yeah, yeah. to
1: that what do they call them they called it a uh pincer move oh, pincer uh yeah,
0: yeah. that cool. was so cool
1: yeah by the way oh my god dude wasn't it i love how it was shot the reverse parts of the film like seeing like rubble like Go back and forth, yeah. and then shoot back up into place. What like that dude got? Did like, you know trapped. he did that?
0: Did you, did you know he did that on like in like practical, real... practical? Yeah, yeah. Practical. It, There's no CGI in this movie. Yeah. I, I was, was crazy. blown
1: the fuck away, dude. Yeah. I was like, how the hell are you doing that? Like, what kind of string magic are you doing to be able to figure <laughs> this out? Like, it's impossible to do that. I thought it was crazy cool. Yeah. the the way it looks is awesome and this goes back to why i think the movie's innate yeah. because watching it the stuff that is done is groundbreaking in a sense like i've never seen anyone do that like the choreography like we talked about the reverse fight that he has that is shot forward there's mm-hmm. no reverse in it the actor had to memorize the choreography backwards to shoot it yeah, yeah yeah, even kenneth Branagh's character the main bad guy the arms dealer he had to learn how to say his lines
0: backwards God damn!
1: Yeah, so he busted a John Lennon in it to be able to say his words. <laughs> like the scene at the end in the interrogation scene, when he was trying to get everything. He had to do his thick Russian accent backwards, and I'm just like, how the hell do you do that, man? That's insane. It's funny. because This is the second movie with Kenneth Brown, right? Yeah, because Dunker came. He came out in Dunkirk. Yeah, and he did two completely different ro- yeah. roles. Um But yeah, the choreography is amazing in this movie. Talk about. I, last week I mentioned 1917. And that movie is a masterclass on choreography. This has to be up there with being able to reverse punch people. Yeah. <laughs> Man, it's just it's just so good. Like I like the callbacks to other Christopher Nolan movies. Like it's in the first it's during the art theft scene as yeah. I throw up freaking air quotes when <laughs> when he opens up Oh no, it's when they're showing him the bullets. So it's right in the beginning where freaking Floor Delacour uh-huh. comes out, by the way, from Harry Potter, yeah. opens up a tiny little drawer to show show him the bullets and the gun. And I'm like, what is Nolan's fascination with pulling small little drawers? Because <laughs> Lucius Fox does this in Dark yeah. Knight also. And he's like, look at the bad suit. It's know, so yeah. tiny and fits perfectly in this little thing.
0: <laughs> and I'm like, he just loves like craftsman fucking tool. I know, dude. Oh man. No, yeah, he does that all the time, huh? I never really noticed that. Yeah. The other thing that he stole from the Dark Knight movies, so this is one of the things. That, you f- mean that he stole from himself? That he
1: stole from himself. <laughs> uh, it, it's almost like uh, how we've talked about Kill Bill and Kill Bill Volume 2 Yeah. and how Quentin Tarantino says that he would love to do a third movie because he's now learned so much about directing that he can do stuff. Yeah. I feel like Nolan's already doing that because he steals the moment in Dark Knight Rises when uh, Gordon has already beat the hell up And he's in the hospital and Bruce goes in to check to get his knees checked out. Mm. And then he stuffs that like bar in the window and jumps off and slides down to go visit him. Yeah. It's the same kind of thing that they do when they're jumping up to meet the other dealer, the other arms dealer um, in Mumbai. Yeah in Mumbai. Yeah. Gorya or something like that. I can't think of her name. She was she did a really good job acting, by the way. I really I believed that she was that character. Super dope. But yeah, like that was like a reverse jump type thing that they did in Dark Knight Rises, and they do it here again with the bungees. I, I thought that scene was cool,
0: by the yeah, way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just like getting shot upwards, it's like one of those fair rides. Yeah, yeah, that was really cool. Uh, there's a lot of cool stuff. He he really used the idea of inverted time re- very well, like to mm-hmm. make it entertaining. I mean, Twenty years, As- I guess. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like I don't know, like the way he used it was, and it wasn't overdone. Yeah, he didn't overuse that whole thing, like. But it made me want to watch more of it. That's yeah. the thing. It and made that's me want to like, watch more. Yeah. That's
1: like what I said. Was like I want to see the story of him meeting Robert Pattinson's character yeah, and, and then training, then training him because that would yeah. be so cool. Yeah. But that's the thing with Nolan. He always leaves you wanting more. Yeah. In Inception, you want to know if that freaking thing falls. Yeah. In Interstellar, you want to know if he ends up meeting up with uh,
0: What's-Her-Face in yeah, in the, the Miller's Planet or yeah, whatever. And, and Hathaway. Yeah. And then in uh, Dunkirk, you want to know what happens to freaking uh, Tom Hardy's character oh when he lands. Oh my god, dude. That one, that one is probably
1: the worst for me because it's just like, I want to know if he lives or not. I want to know if he lives or not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you can hear that, that's my dogs. I apologize in advance. Um. So, he, Nolan, I think... I think the movie is great i think he did a really good job with how he shot it the inversions are obviously crazy oh that's what i want to talk about the plane scene what is up with nolan blowing up planes in real life <laughs> We joey brought it up there's no cgi in this movie yeah he found it to be cheaper to blow up a real boeing 747 or i think that's what the plane was yeah than to actually just do it in cgi
0: i remember the scene Brandon, I, I watched this movie like a week ago, I think, or a little bit. Yeah, early. and I
1: watched it on Tuesday. So yeah. <laughs> that's why I think I'm a little bit more like hyped and knowing the story a bit.
0: Uh, when did, when so did that happen? It's,
1: it's during the art sequence. It's how they end up getting into the art sequence when the air gets taken out and the big plane goes, oh, when the dude from yesterday comes out in this movie, from the Beatles movie, the <laughs> Yesterday. He's the one who, like, he he hijacks oh, the plane yeah, and he, shoots yeah, yeah. It, he drives it into the building. Yeah, right, right. And that was real. Like, what the hell? Like, all those, like, freaking light posts and the building crashing. And that was all real. And I was just like, how the hell is this possible, man? You gotta love Nolan doing practical effects. Practical effects are not done enough. And it sucks. I think that's one of the things that makes, like, horror movies, because we are in spooky time right now. Yeah. Like, horror movies that do practical effects worse sometimes man because they're so real especially when they're done nowadays oh god they're rough
0: yeah there's like a couple movies that we'll probably talk about probably in a few weeks for sure i think that we'll end up talking about like
1: (laughs) remakes as well too
0: well we'll probably bring up tenant a little bit more over the years i i i I think I I don't have anything else that's no. that involves spoilers unless you got something. No,
1: uh spoiler wise, not. Nah, um, no, no, not particularly. I think I think that was probably it. I mean, so this I, is
0: yeah. If you're gonna go watch this movie, just keep that in mind that there's there's so many cool things about this movie. I uh, we love geeking out about this movie. Yeah, uh, we like we mentioned the whole moment thing, like with Memento. Oh, like the hairpin about, timeline yeah. is brilliant. Yeah, if you haven't watched that movie, it's on YouTube. You should watch it. It'll give you an insight about, like, how Christopher Nolan really does his writing and kind of thinks of movies. Because he's really thinks about it. Yeah. And then, uh, dude, it was so cool that he kept Aaron Taylor Johnson under wraps. Oh, like, I know. He does it so often. Yeah, he did that with fucking, what's his name? The, oh, Matt Damon. Matt Damon. Yeah. And I was like, oh, shit, Matt Damon's in this movie? Like, <laughs> <laughs> fucking Matt fuck? Damon. Uh, Yeah. So, I mean, just look out for that. If you guys don't spot him, oh, I, I can't wait to tell you guys what it is like. I what? Aaron Taylor Johnson. It's yeah. crazy because
1: it, it didn't click for me in the beginning.
0: Me neither Until like a little bit later, and, and I kind of looked at him. And I'm like, oh, what the fuck? That's him. He's like, just so buff in the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, if you guys haven't figured it out yet, he's there at the end of the movie. He's the dude that helps
1: John David Washington. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's the guy who's like, all right, well, we don't know when we're supposed to get rid of these things. Yeah. So just get rid of them and then shoot yourself. Mm -hmm. (laughs) and it's like i ain't shooting myself on me that's a that's a bitch's way out (laughs) (laughs) but yeah okay so i think we'll bring people back in right about now so here we are uh we just finished talking about the spoiler part of everything um i did want to bring up two more things that i forgot to mention to joey do you know what the working title on this movie was before tenet uh not what merry go round that's a good one it is a good one right I the reason he switched it to tenant is because it's a palindrome yeah, yeah and i was like oh that's cool also this there's does... a bunch of uh, t- uh, palindromes
0: in this movie is there really yeah damn i gotta go back and look at that up then ta- uh the ta- satyr that's the name of the guy uh-huh the company and taros is the name of the company or something like that like huh. or the, the inversion machine uh uh-huh. oh the turnstile thing yeah turnstile thing is called taros huh the Seder is the bad guy. But yeah. that's
1: not that's not a palindrome.
0: A oh, palindrome. Sorry, not Rotus. Rotus. Yeah. That's still not a palindrome, bro. Seder and Rotus? Yeah, that's not a palindrome. No? Oh, cause it's not yeah. Forwards and backwards, yeah. I'm um, talking about like Otto. Otto? Yeah, like O T T O, like the name?
1: Otto. Otto. Yes, yes, yeah. Well that's why. T E N T E N E T. yeah you backwards and forwards. So yeah, great movie. I'm glad everybody I hope if you watched it you enjoyed it. It's a great movie, I think uh so yeah this will yeah. be the end i guess because we
0: don't have much more to talk about yeah uh i mean uh we didn't talk about like the drive the driving scene stuff like that oh yeah, that's right like oh that, but are we going back to spoilers no 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 no, no we're not going okay. back to spoilers. but there, there we did miss some stuff and that's why i'm saying like this movie was really long i don't think we we're gonna cover it all in one episode nah, we'll, we'll probably, probably end up w- coming back to it with time travel movies yeah and stuff. like which, uh, coincidentally, is what we're going to be talking about next week, guys. Yes. Uh, so, we'll talk so we about... Joey came
1: up with the idea to do time travel movies. And now he knows why.
0: And now I know why, yes. I mean, I figured it was
1: it was because <laughs> of that. But I, I get it now. <laughs> but, so, uh,
0: yeah, we'll talk about time travel movies. Uh, particularly, I don't know, something... We'll come up with something that you Okay, so,
1: me and Joey had the discussion. Um, we are not touching Back to the Future in the next podcast. Yes. So, granted... Me and Joey love Back to the Future. I honestly think it's one of my favorite trilogies of movies. I don't, but Joey wants to stay away from it because he wants to do a whole podcast on that. And we'll probably do that in the future. Yeah. But we're going to try other time travel movies. For example, Hot Tub Time Machine.
0: Yeah. uh, I thought about like, I want to discuss Groundhog Day, whether or not it's a time travel movie. I mean, yeah. we can. Oh, because of course you wanted to talk about the Hulu movie. The which one? The Hulu movie the hulu movie yeah the new one with uh, uh palm springs there oh palm go. springs yeah, yeah, yeah. i want to talk about that well i don't want to talk about the movie but i want to argue for whether or not it's a uh, groundhog day and palm uh, springs yeah, are yeah. Time travel
1: movies. um so yeah i would love to talk about these movies in depth so if you are w- listening to this please try to get catch up on these movies i mean we're going to be talking about hot tub time machine we're going to be talking about groundhog day joey wanted to talk about about time which, oh yeah if you've not watched this movie this is a beautiful movie it is totally a time travel movie. Definitely talking up. So utterly emotional. <laughs> and as you could tell from the past couple episodes, Joey really loves emotion.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, man, there was another one. Oh, uh, the time traveler's wife. Oh, yeah. That's did you ever good. watch that?
1: Yeah. Yeah, you did? Yeah. That's a good movie. I yeah, like I that. I watched one it on TV. You watch it on TV? Me yeah. too. We talked about that
0: earlier today too. It's like, man, remember when we used to watch movies on TV and just be like, well oh, fuck it. I'm going to watch it at times. Yeah, yeah. I used to get home to get home and be like, oh, fuck. Shawshank Redemption's on AMC right now? I guess should... You know what's funny? When our first episode, George did not mention Shawshank Redemption as you know. best, uh, as a best friend Purposely. movie. I don't know why, but uh, I he said... I didn't said want to per- touch it, because if I start talking about it, I'm never going to stop. No, that's that's not bad. Anyways it, No, it's not, but I want to do a podcast <laughs> on, fa- on our number one favorite movies. Oh, and then Bill and Ted. That's another one, uh, time traveling oh, movie. that's they, right. I also want to talk about like the difference of like how they approach time traveling in, in each movie. Oh, I'm yeah. also not going to talk about s- stopwatchers or time stoppers. Oh, or clock whatever. stoppers? Clock stoppers. George can talk about that one. I have oh, not that seen movie. that movie. It's really good. Maybe he'll make me see it. I don't know. It's worth it. It's yeah. a good movie. Maybe I'll maybe I'll watch it and then I'll shit on it. Uh, <laughs> <I guess. laughs> but anyways, hey, so guys, you guys have been getting these episodes about like uh, every other day right now so far. But after today's episode, we are actually going to go from week to week. So you guys can expect these episodes every Wednesday. Yes. Uh, we'll probably be dropping them uh, Tuesday night. Tuesday to night. be ready for Wednesday yeah. Night. So you guys will probably get these in, in the mornings. You guys can get them wherever podcasts are available yeah i'm Um, gonna try to do
1: it on everything so spotify google podcasts apple Podcasts, everything i'm gonna try to hit it up for
0: everyone to be able to listen to it on your favorite podcast yeah and then please make sure to follow us and uh like show them to your friends uh you know kind of Show them what we're doing here. Yeah. And just, I mean, we're, it's just goofing off and we like goofing off and hopefully we can get you guys involved. Yeah. We'd Uh, love to get you guys opinions on movies. We'd love to know what you guys score
1: tenant. If you get a chance. I mean, we should have our Instagram up. It's going to be the podcasters cut.
0: If you want to email us, that's a possibility as well. Yeah, we'll, we'll give you guys the at uh, for uh, podcast cut later on. Yeah, it's literally then, at the podcaster's cut. It's already up. Okay, so there you go. And then we'll post some pictures about like... Uh, and if it's not up? I'll come back in as a voiceover
1: and tell you what it is. We also have a Twitter. It is the Podcasters Cut as well. Hey guys, we're big
0: procrastinators, so
1: <laughs> <laughs> we're trying our best. Yeah, yeah. We do this because we love it, and we want you guys to share in the movies that me and Joey love.
0: Yeah, and if you guys want to like go into an argument about any of the movies, I'm more than happy to argue with you guys about my scores. But anyways, it's again, it's all like opinionated. And so. Then-
1: we, we love the idea. If you guys are creative out there and want to show off, we still want to see that rig roll. <laughs> and I brought up the fact that I would, if you're an animator and you want to animate Joey's story about how Heath Ledger came up with the makeup and the whole flower fight, I was listening back to the podcast. I couldn't crack, stop cracking up, but that's my kind of humor. So yeah. if you want to do that, do a little
0: picture of that, that'd be awesome. Yeah. We'd appreciate it. Or like a AMC guy just kind of dipping his fingers inside the, <laughs> my icy as, as I'm like grabbing it. (laughs) that'd be pretty funny but anyways guys uh thanks for listening i'm joey and and i'm still george (laughs) Uh, you guys have a nice day